Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 112 of the Whatevery Show. I would like to say we have a big, grand extravaganza planned for you this evening, but we don't. There's just, we got good stuff coming right off the dome. That's what's going to happen here. We're, we're going to talk a lot about smoked meats. That's true. I, I think... Uh, Some World of Warcraft, probably. Yeah, we can hit that. Um, um, I started playing Diablo. We can talk about that, too. Yeah. We've, we've got some other news, too. Uh, mostly TV news. Uh, Lost in Space came out on Netflix this week. I want to talk about that. Uh, and Apple? Apple? That's right. That Apple landed a TV show uh, based on the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov. Um, have you read any Asimov stuff? Uh, not in years. Yeah. So, well, same for me. Uh, but but I do think that that is sort of... <laughs> I think I read some stuff about some robots <laughs> Foundational um, to, to the uh, sci-fi genre. Yeah. My uncle's a huge fan. He's actually the one that gave me my first Asimov book. It, 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 he's good stuff. There's a reason why he's like a seminal uh, uh, author. Um, we're going to talk about that, and we've got a bunch of wrestling news too. Uh, tonight begins the brown sh- brand shakeup. Uh, the brown shed brand shakeup. The brown shed brand shakeup. I don't know. It, it depends on how you feel about what's going on there. Yeah, um, that's true. There, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's uh, changing hands, swapping spots, etc. Um, this stuff is that suddenly was changed sounding now like not a key changed. party, but whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a good show, I think. Yeah. Which is, you know, normally if if it was going to be a shit show, though, I'd come out and I'd tell you right now. Like right now, I'd be like, this, this show, we don't know what we're doing. Just tune out. Go go watch. Uh, go watch some TV. Catch up on your CSI Miami because this show is going to suck balls. Uh, I would say that to you. I would tell you right now, folks. I mean, I did watch a movie with a very young David Caruso on it the other day. Yeah. Yeah, and then I fell asleep because I've seen that movie a thousand times, and I really wanted to watch it, but it was also super late, so. Yeah. First Blood. Oh, yeah. He's in it. Seriously? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, he's a deputy. That's funny. That makes sense, though. He got typecast early on then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, All right, we got a show for you. Stick around. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Casper, again, once ag- once again, for sponsoring the show. Um, <laughs> uh, we're expecting that free mattress anytime. Anytime, anytime. Uh, we'd like to also thank Harry's for uh, the Dollar Shave Club or whatever. Harry's um, Dollar Shave Club. Is there, uh, I think Sherry's Berries. Sherry's Berries is another. We're so bad. At this. You know, <laughs> I think that's. I think that's a. Two, I think that's two different things. Sherry's Berries. I don't think they shave. They, I don't think they offer shaving offers. No, whatsoever. but you can like, buy strawberries that are dipped in chocolate. Really? Yeah. That's like a thing you that gets advertised on podcasts now. Yeah. I I didn't know that. Like nothing I listened to. Sherry's advertises. Berries was a major sponsor of uh, the Hollywood Babylon for a long time. <laughs> really. <laughs> They're like, you guys like uh, dick jokes. Uh, here's some strawberries. Enjoy. Um, yeah. They know their market, I think. Yeah. 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 Also, there's some uh, company that cuts flowers off the side of a volcano. Hmm. Some floral company that sponsors podcasts. I think that was a Chris Jericho one. MeUndies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Definitely MeUndies. We, we should get MeUndies on board. Like, uh, yeah, because I, I want to be able to tell people, like, how, how gracefully uh, one of our sponsors is, like, cupping my balls right now. Moisture wicking. It's all about the moisture wicking. That's true, too. Like, you, you, you can, folks, you can have too much moisture down there. It's not a, it's not a, I thing, mean, if you're a dude, I think for. any moisture down there is probably not a good thing. If yeah. you're a chick, probably there's, there's a, there's a happy medium. You know, probably somewhere. I don't in know there. if they, I don't know if they make girl underwear, but Maybe I don't know if should. you want to wick that much moisture. 
or maybe they do. I don't know. And see, I I want to say like they have like a uh, like they they have like their R and D department working on that, and they're like, um, okay, so here's uh Keanu Reeves, but not Keanu Reeves is in, in his prime, but like you know Keanu Reeves, and and they're like, oh yeah, okay. Ooh. underwear operating as normal and then they're like uh and this is uh chris pratt and and and, and they're like oh failure failure mode detected klaxons going off everywhere i'm gonna see if i can find this i saw a thing the other day that was if the avengers was made in the 90s and it had a whole bunch of oh i saw that too and i immediately disagreed with most of them so that'll be fun let's do that <laughs> yeah we're definitely gonna go through that um, while you're talking about that, uh, or while you're Googling and shit like that, I'll talk about this first one because I'm not sure how much you care about this. I, you did mention briefly in, in, in the, you know, opening the intro section, if you will, that you do have some familiarity with Asimov, um, and specifically foundation, but, uh, that's, that's the news this week. So Apple, Apple has landed the rights to the foundation series, uh, um, and it's going to be produced by, and these names might be familiar, uh, David Goyer and Josh Friedman. David Goyer, isn't he that guy that wrote the Green Lantern movie? I think that might... So, first off, you're familiar. I'm not necessarily saying that's a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I think I, I could see how people wouldn't like that. David Goyer, uh, for those of you interested, uh, although he did have a hand in the Green Lantern movie, also uh, kind of did a, the, the lion's share of the writing for the Christopher Nolan Batman series. So Yep, he did. Um, so, really quick, known for on IMDb, Batman Begins, Dark City, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, and The Dark Knight. Uh, he was also a writer on Green Lantern Corps, Masters of the Universe, uh, the script for 2019. Oh, that, that's like a piece of news. It was a creator on Krypton. I want to say he did a bunch of shit for like Smallville or something like that to him. I'm, I'm kind of scrolling still. Scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Um, Ghost Rider. Spirit of Vengeance. He helped on the screenplay slash story I for that. I don't think that oh, I would want my name maybe. on that piece of shit ever. Nope. I think it, he's probably like, you know what? Actually, I didn't really. I wasn't. I didn't write anything on that it, one. People if, were just if, there. If I could I, ask I up for eighty thing. minutes of my life back, it would be that movie. It, you know, and I don't think you're wrong. And I, I would like to say that I could even remember that movie, but I don't. I don't remember. You it. know what I remember about that movie? Uh, I don't remember anything plot wise. I remember Nick Cage shooing the fucking scenery and just going off the rails. That's like a lot of Nick Cage movies. That could be anything. Anyway, uh, he was also on Blade Trinity, Blade Two, and of course the titular Blade. Um, you remember in the movie where they were like, "Oh, that's oh, Blade, yeah. yo." Yeah, uh, I did forget. I did like, forget that titles? he wrote that. Uh, Dark yeah. City Spider Man. That's the animated Spider Man property in 1996. That's cool. The Crow, City of Angels. Did you say Dark City. I did say Dark City, yes. That's one of my favorite movies ever, by the way. It is a very good movie. Like, it's funny. Uh, we could do a podcast about that movie, probably. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, but basically, that's The Matrix, except for it didn't blow up like The Matrix did. No, but I, I honestly think that that movie probably, and it was a little more, a little more mindfucky, I think, than The Matrix. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, actually, for sure, that's the thing. And I think that's probably why it didn't blow up like the Ma Matrix, because it was a tiny bit more. And, and don't, 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 like, like, look, I'm not going all, like, nerding out on this, but it was a little bit more cerebral than the Matrix was. Wasn't Jennifer Connelly the lead in that, the, or the lead actress? I don't know, I but you know she what? Was. I'm, like, in IMDb. Kiefer? Right Kiefer was in it? No. Kiefer was Kiefer money in that definitely movie, definitely was. Yeah, he was super good. Rufus Sewell? So Soil? Soil? Yeah, he had that movie and then one other movie, and everybody thought he was going to blow up, and then... Uh, and a then Knight's Tale? Are you talking about the, the glorious movie that's my favorite ever that's A Knight's Tale? 
that had Queen songs that played on trumpet. Not your favorite movie ever. No, Let's be not. honest about it. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly, you're yep. correct. William Hurt, uh, Richard O'Brien. And that's, I think, about the, all of the people that you're going to remember their names of. Bruce Spence. Uh, his name is familiar, and I don't know why. Because um, he was in The Road Warrior and Lord of the Rings. And he's basically, like, not somebody you'd ever recognize. Because um, he only plays... He's a character actor, basically. All right. I have that list, by the way. All right. Hit me. Okay. This is if the Avengers had been made in the 90s. And so here's the deal. Some of these I'm going to agree with. Not... Because I agree with the choice, but because I agree that if this movie had been made in the 90s, that they would have gone this way with the casting. Some of them I'm going to agree with on both accounts, but I digress. I'm just going to be here to be like, no, that's a shitty, stupid idea. Uh, Captain America, uh, Brad Pitt. I'm going to say definitely stupid idea. Definitely would have happened in the 90s, though. Could be, yes, because you got casted as, as everything. But here's the thing. Uh, you know what? Actually, that makes sense as a 90s thing, because here's the thing in the 90s. They weren't like, oh, would, we should cast a good fit for this role. We should cast the guy who's... It was just Brad Pitt, super famous. Put a fucking costume on him, and we'll sell tickets. A la Val Kilmer, George Clooney, etc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> fucking John Stamos. <laughs> Uncle Jesse himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that could be dope. Uh, I'll actually give him that because John Stamos has more range than people would give him credit for. Uh, mostly with the hair. Have mercy. Have mercy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, do it. Uh, Falcon. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only see uh, Eddie Murphy as Donkey uh, playing Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Um. <laughs> Scarlet Witch, Alicia Silverstone, which is odd because I'm pretty sure she was already tied up with another comic property back in the 90s. Yeah, it's like, well, they, they were just like, well, DC, Marvel, they cross paths all the time, at least as in uh, 2000 plus. Um, but yeah, she was Batgirl, guys. Yeah. Here's here's one that I could actually see happening and maybe even get on board with it. Hawkeye, as portrayed by one Christian Slater. Maybe I think Christian Slater. Um, so, uh, if if you're a, a Mr. Robot fan, then you're probably watching that, and you're like, "Wow, Christian Slater's really awesome." And and I don't disagree. Uh, I, I you know actually I'm gonna say that it could work. I think I, that could I liked work. him. I liked him in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves too. I thought he was one of the parts of that movie that actually really worked. Which as Will Scarlet. That's saying something because there were a lot of parts of that movie that Morgan worked. Freeman. Yeah, yeah, as an Arabian dude. Yeah. They were like, black, Arabian, whatever. It's fine. It's the 90s. We don't have to care about this yet. Moorish. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man. And this is one that I don't necessarily know that I am on board with it, but this definitely would have happened in the 90s. Matthew Broderick. I could see that one. That one almost makes sense. But you know what else would make sense? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was still active in the 90s. So I'm just like, it's the same. Like, there's no, you don't need to trade off on that one. Yeah, he for sure, he for sure probably would have been. He was playing opposite Alicia Silverstone at the same fucking time frame. Yep. Uh, it would be fine. Yep. Uh, all right. Iron Man. Tom Cruise. This God, actually almost happened. This is really? the studio wanted Tom. For, for 2008 Iron Man? Yeah, it was Favreau. Jesus. It was Favreau that like spearheaded the RDJ conversation. They were like, one. The, with, with, was was Favreau's main argument like people are going to look into his eyes and realize he's dead inside uh, and he's just a front for Scientology uh, see here's the deal I like Tom Cruise as an actor I, yeah I know I'm, I'm just, I, I'm I just, just messing I'm I just, just goofing I just really feel like uh, 
And, and this is another thing, too. RDJ, also active in the 90s. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Tom Cruise is, is the 90s pick for uh, Iron Man. Um, Spider-Man. This one actually is kind of fun, and I, I, I enjoy thinking about what Spider-Man could have been uh, if, if this actor portrayed uh, the Spider-Man that we got a la Homecoming or Civil War, and that is Leonardo DiCaprio in the 90s. Dude. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Titanic Leo. I yeah. think, I think that could, I think that actually could have worked. Like, yeah. young Leo could have worked. Yeah. Uh, this one also could have worked, in my opinion, too, and that is Mila Jovovich. This or one, Jovovich as Black Widow. Mia Jovovich is the one that I saw, and I was like, well, fuck yeah. I mean, that, that's absolutely, like, she was basically playing that character before that character existed. She could also play screen. that character now, I'm pretty sure, so. I think maybe. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's basically still gorgeous. Resident Evil. I think that's basically kind of the character she's been playing, except for not super spy so much as just awesome, badass, killer chick, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think, and, and you know, Fifth, fifth, fifth Element, uh, the whole, the, the, the secret was love the whole time. Multipass. Multipass. Alilo Dallas, multipass. Um, all right. Black Panther, which, by the way, doing a Black Panther movie in the 90s would have been a terrible idea because it would have been chock full of in- unintentional racism. But it, Or slightly intentional racism. It would way. have been directed by a white dude. Um, and here's the other and thing, we too. we were like, just short of getting a white guy in blackface as the lead. Okay. Yeah. And keep going. <laughs> keep going. Tell me, because I remember this one. Who was who was the pick? Denzel Washington. Otherwise known as the, the black guy in the 90s who's not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> like... They, they they couldn't come up with anything else. They were like, "Well, Morgan Freeman, nope. Uh, Denzel, nope. Uh, mm, okay, I guess. Or, or uh, Eddie Murphy. We already cast him as the other thing. Uh, okay, so Denzel. You can do both, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Vision, <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Not not sure what that's all about. I I just I think they're just naming people. I think maybe his acting is robotic, and maybe they were just I, like he can play a mandroid. I like. Ethan Hawke, um, but I think Paul Bettany's got a certain, uh, you know, something, certain I, I, uh, je ne sais quoi that, uh, that Ethan d- lacks. I do maybe. actually like Ethan Hawke quite a bit. Gattaca was actually good. Gattaca is a fantastic movie, and yeah. Ethan's portrayal in that movie was amazing. Yeah. We'll see the one that uh, he, uh, I, I can't say anything about the movie without singles. spoiling it. Singles. He was in Singles, which has yeah, the best soundtrack no, on the planet. I'm thinking about a relatively recent tri- time travel movie, and I can't remember the n- predestination. Um, another interesting movie. Oh, I didn't watch that one. It's it's good ish. It's a movie that like don't think too hard about it because it falls apart immediately. But it was a fun movie. <laughs> um, War Machine. The other other nineties black actor. Mm-hmm. What you got? Cuba Gooding Jr. Who honestly, I'm gonna throw this out there and I'm gonna get some hate for this. I think Cuba Gooding Jr. now could still play War Machine. I mean, him and Don Cheadle can't be that difference in age. You know, what? I'm gonna, you know, tell me the next one, and I'm gonna find out because I'm now I got my I got my curiosity juices. My brain's all like, oh, what? well, who do you think would play Thor in the '90s? Uh, I I don't know. Well, Dolph Lundgren, of course. Oh, see, like if you would have said '80s, then I would have gone with you. Yeah, I'm not sure what Dolph was doing actually in the '90s, but uh, here's here's another one, um, Hulk, um, which I assume by Hulk they mean Bruce Banner. Uh, because this guy is definitely puny. Mm-hmm. Duchovny. Oh, yeah. See, Fox uh, fucking Mulder. That one, actually, I was a little bit on board. I, I could see that one. Um, and, and for what it's worth, Don Cheadle is four years older than, uh, Cuba. Cuba? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cuba was born in, in, uh, 68 and, uh, Don Cheadle in 64. Okay. 
I would, yeah. 40, 50. Yeah, they're old. Uh, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. I just... Ah, I could no longer perform surgery. Can you teach me magic? I got the key thingy. Whoa. Ah, or did I? We just, we definitely have to make a lot of whoa jokes. Ah, Dormammu. <laughs> I have come to make a deal. I am the one. I remember that line in the <laughs> Matrix when he was like, I am the one. That's a, That was a good one. Yeah. Um, Nick Fury, uh, Keith David. I don't know who Keith David is. I do know who Keith David is, and maybe. Uh, here's the deal, though. In the 90s, uh, fucking Nick Fury was milk toast white. Like there was, there was no, there wasn't even a thought of a wasn't black he... Nick Fury. Okay, so no, 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 no. Go back. Like in the Spider-Man animated movies, wasn't Nick Fury Nick Fury black? In the Spider-Man animated movies? Uh, no, 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 not movie, TV show. Not Sorry. in the nineties. That was wasn't that he? was post two thousand. Sure? I think I'm pretty sure he was. Nick Fury. Nick Fury was not black until the Ultimate series. Really? Yeah. Because I thought. I thought and and Nick Fury's character in the Ultimate series was modeled after Samuel L. Jackson, so See, it was maybe that's why that... I'm thinking. Maybe that's why I'm thinking because like uh, Nick Fury, when Nick Fury showed up on screen, I was like, "Well, that's the fucking most perfect casting I've ever seen in my life." And maybe that's because I was reading Ultimate recently. So and and per six one six continuity now, Nick Fury, um, Black Nick Fury is actually uh, the son of uh, old white Nick Fury. Okay. So, I'm just saying Black Nick Fury probably wouldn't have happened in the 90s. That that definitely, I mean, even if he had been black in two comic books at that particular point in time, like, they would have whitewashed it, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, no, I got you. Uh, also, stars started cast on this thing. Loki. Gary Oldman. Which I could actually see. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Gary Oldman is like a chameleon. He he is very good at everything he's in, I think. this ne- Except for Juice. He doesn't like Juice. He doesn't like Jews. No, apparently he went off on a on a on a semi Mel Gibsonish rant about oh, Jews Jesus at one point. Jesus Christ, Gary! I don't think I don't think that one was nearly as mainstream. The 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 Jew rant. Yeah, like as Jew rants go, I haven't heard of it, so I don't. Yeah. Know, you know, maybe like, uh, oh, man, I think it was. I, mean, it, more I think it was actually like in response like, to Mel Gibson and saying that people just need to leave him alone. I think I think maybe that's but, the thing. People were like, "Wow, Gary's really blending into the role there. He's really being super anti-Semitic." Wow, I I totally believe him as an anti-Semite. Uh, that's amazing. He's a, such a chameleon actor. Uh, all right. This next one, I'm almost kind of curious why we didn't go this direction. Now, uh, this would be Thanos as portrayed by Clay Morrow, aka Ron Perlman. Now I could give him that one right now. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I for sure would. Yep. Um, all right, next one, Star Lord. Um, I can't wait for the on-screen moment between the Doctor Strange, Keanu Reeves character, and the Star Lord played by Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I, I this this is one where we're just like, guys, it's not the '90s anymore. We don't have to put Brendan Fraser in everything. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want to see the guy work again, but uh, we, we, he doesn't have to be in everything. Like that's a that's a stretch, but okay. And I can almost kind of see that because Star Lord, like uh, Chris Pratt, comes from this like super goofy Parks and Rec role, and, and so you know most of Brandon Fraser's stuff was uh, kind of also really goofy. the The next one, the next one, honestly, is is hilarious to me. Uh, this would be Gamora, mm-hmm. as portrayed by Halle Berry. 
That one's not hilarious to me. Like, I think anybody who hasn't seen any part or is aware of the fact that Catwoman exists is like, you know, that could work. Um, it's, it's funny to me, though, just because she is um, she's a very non-threatening black color. <laughs> I, and I don't mean to sound racist. I just mean, like, she's... I mean, she's... Gamora's fucking green. Like, that doesn't... Yeah, but in the 90s, they weren't going to paint her green. It was just going to be Halle Berry. You think? Yeah. I, I don't know. The 90s were a vastly more racist time. And so... They, they okay, were. Okay, for a second there, I was like, well... Matt, I, I, we maybe need to think about this because uh, that, that's not great wording. <laughs> no, no, no. I what I what I I mean, she is what Hollywood deemed acceptable though at that time. Oh, I mean, yes, uh, so. she she could be black in Hollywood in the nineties, which is again a very small percentage of of people. And, and don't get me wrong, it's still not great. It's not great, uh, but but uh, you know, she... <laughs> my wife is texting me saying that's the worst thing I've ever said. The worst thing he's ever said in the last 20 or so minutes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I, I get that. Like, that's another thing where, like, if you're casting in the 90s and you're looking for black characters, you're only going to find, like, four. Um, so, like, I, if I we have mean... to, if there's another black character on this list, guy or girl, it's it's very likely that Halle Berry is going to be their pick. What I, what I mean, what I mean is, uh, and she's correcting me, she's saying non-threatening shade of black. Uh, yeah. That might almost be more racist. I'm not sure. I think it might be. I just, I just know that if I'm a racist producer in Hollywood and I have to cast a black woman as something, it would probably be Halle Berry. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, Nebula. Demi Moore. Mm, I don't know that I'm either think... for or against it because Demi Moore now is is played by uh, Karen Gillian, who's super hot, but she can't really tell it as uh, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, Nebula is played by Demi Moore. Actually, a movie which uh, Karen G- Karen Gillan plays uh, Demi Moore would be funny, but um, yeah, uh, I don't think this one matters as much because, like, if you can act a little bit, you're gonna be you know like all goofed up in the makeup, so. Yeah, uh, I think it's mainly just like, can you act? And of course, Demi can act. So I'm going to say, yeah, that won't work. That works. Yeah. Um, next one I'm actually completely full on board with, which is Joe Pesci as Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> oh, God. Um, this was another one where it's like, I mean, he's got the accent down. Uh, uh, so that that at least would be familiar. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, let's do that. And then Macaulay Culkin can capture Rocket Raccoon with a series of clever traps. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. What are you saying Macaulay Culkin would be uh I the, Thanos. The Sean Gunn part? That, that's no, oh. he's my Thanos. He's your Thanos. Okay. <laughs> he, Macaulay gets the Infinity Gauntlet and he's just like, "Well, let's see who leaves me fucking at home, you bastards." And then nukes the whole of Chicago's O'Hare Airport uh as his family's there and then goes on his dark tirade across the um, you know, mortal plane. Uh yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm with you. Um Drax the Destroyer. I'm just any big dude. Who um, would play Drax the Destroyer in the 90s? Come on. The Rock? No. In oh, the come 90s. On. In, well, I mean, The Rock was like 1998. That was when he, he first started getting Yeah, but big. he didn't start making movies until the 2000s. I know, but whatever. Uh, that's, that's, that, I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here. Ah, I have very sensitive nipples. <laughs> uh, Arnold. Arnold? 
you know, if we were going to cast any, if we're going to cast stuff in the, in the nineties, it would be amazing if we didn't cast Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I mean, he got cast as a pregnant dude. So, uh, that, I mean, what else? What we, we clearly have to put him in our movies here. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know why they saved this one for last because it's really underwhelming when you get to it. Uh, but the last thing we have is Mantis as portrayed by Winona Ryder. Um, again, so whatever, because Mantis for me, okay, I do like her just like general manner of speaking and I think it's a well acted part, but again, it's, it's a, it's a makeup role. And if you had to recast Mantis, oh, I just fell right over. If you had to recast Mantis, I just keep in mind that we're talking nineties. So there's going to be a lot less makeup and her antennae are probably just going to actually be fashioned out of her hair with some moose or just like coke lines. Like. It just—it's why not. Like, there's just—it—she's—she's she's not gonna have antennae. She's just gonna have lines of coke, which she just generally snorts down from her nose. I mean, she steals stuff, but you know, yeah. Used to. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not making any accusations or anything like that. Uh, why not? Come on the show. We can talk about it. It's, it's fine. Just kidding. Don't don't. Please don't let anybody listen to this. I'm actually a big fan. Her work in Stranger Things recently has been great. So, dude, she's super good in Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I like her. Like, uh, Winona, aside from being a little bit crazy with the whole shoplifting thing, is pretty amazing. Well, and that, and was, that was like 15 fucking years ago or something. Like. Yeah, well, uh, she did do an acceptance speech for Stranger Things in which she was like way too drunk to be outside just anywhere. I think that's probably the first time that she's actually been able to afford intoxicants though in like a lot I, of years. no i'm just saying like if she, if she were at a waffle house and she was this drunk people would be like whoa calm the fuck down like i've I only had like actually 18 my steel reserves the last or something time i was at a waffle house i don't know so <laughs> like that's the thing like when, when you're like 90s, i'm sorry why not that's low-hanging fruit i gotta take it yeah i think she had money i, I don't think the shoplifting thing was about she, money she did have money when she got busted for shoplifting yeah which that's, was the, crazy that's the thing but but like she did the thing uh she did the speech thingy at i don't remember if it was like the emmys or whatever because i don't think netflix gets emmys because i don't know how that works but um the, she was at some speech award thingy and she she's way too drunk to function like drunker than i am now by a wide margin which is saying something probably all right let's take it Um, let's take a break and get a refill (laughs) let's 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 take a breathalyzer real quick and decide uh all right um what else we got on the show this week um matt matt's unintentional racism (laughs) uh yay which Uh, by the way if you're listening to this that does absolutely my statement was not meant to be racist it was meant to be tongue-in-cheek about the culture of the Hollywood 90s itself the 90s. and yes representational of that period and while um, i'm not a fan of halle berry as storm in the x-men i have been a fan of her other work such as swordfish yeah <laughs> okay so you're just like I, I don't like the thing where she was a black superhero but i like the thing where she showed her tits i don't know she was just good in that movie i, I mean swordfish the movie they the, i just man you're really like Hugh jackman Wolverine and Storm in a movie where they weren't Wolverine and Storm. It well, was still good. do you remember? Okay, so like you work in IT, you're an IT professional. You you have to hack things on occasion. You remember all those times where you had to get a blowjob and hack a thing at the same time, and you like blew your load in like I don't know sixty seconds. Yeah, that happens all the time at work. <laughs> oh man, I gotta go work where you work. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, Swordfish, great movie. Nothing but a stellar and plot. That was in a that joke too. Come on, lighten yes, up, people. Everybody, Jesus, um, you're a bunch of racists at home. Listen to this is the thing. Um, 
uh, or misogynist? I don't know. What which ists are we moving on to right now? We're making some bad jokes. We've covered tonight. we've covered a few of the ists. Yeah, they're not good jokes, people. They're not good jokes. Don't don't stick around for the rest. It's bad. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Let's grab a refill. This we'll portion of the show brought to you by Casper Mattress. Yeah, <laughs> Casper Mattress. Uh, it it's not just uh, got the right spring and right bounce, but it's also named after a white character. <laughs> Jesus we'll All be right. back after this alright ladies and gentlemen we're back with uh, the nation's premier anti-semitic uh, podcast in you know the world <laughs> um, no not really uh, we, we, you know we're, we're making some bad jokes though so anyway Himmler am I right yeah <laughs> really had a shit together didn't he um okay so let's talk other stuff uh what else we got on the sh- on the on the docket this this week you know let's talk some video games um so uh this is gonna be i think pretty deep nerd shit right now you ready for this should we get into it uh yeah so if you're a big fan of uh any video game developed by blizzard entertainment you're probably gonna like this next section Yep, because we we got it, it's all Blizzard all the way down. Because uh, Eddie started playing a game uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's uh you know just released uh like two years ago. More than that. More than that has it been three, three, three ish, four. Yeah. Okay. It's old. So I'm bearing the lead a little bit too much. Uh, people have already like changed the channel because we don't have attention spans anymore. But anyway, I'm talking about Diablo three. Um, I have been excited and interested in playing Diablo 3 since it was announced, but at the time I wasn't excited or interested enough to pay the, you know, 60-ish dollars to play it, and uh, that wasn't helped along by the fact that the um, reviews for it as it came out were pretty lackluster. Diablo 3 is, uh, in May, uh, in May it will be a six-year-old game. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Okay. So anyway, uh, I recently was able to pick up the game for like, I don't know, $10. I can't remember where I got it. I think I might have got it on cdkeys.com, which I highly recommend. If you're a fan uh, of cheap games, go to cdkeys.com. You can usually find a lot, a lot of different games on there for like way cheaper than they normally are. Um, and that's that's one of the, I, I wouldn't say primary, but I do, like when I'm looking for a game, um, I usually check Steam first compare against cd keys and then if it get, gets really desperate i head to ebay for a, a, a key but uh anyway um so i picked it up for like 10 bucks and i started playing it and i i think i put a good 10 20 hours into it and so my my review of the game thus far is like is it anything like does it become anything more than a click simulator? And oh, okay, let's pause for a second because I know you're like, have you played the original games? Did you ever play Diablo one or two? You just click all the fucking time. It's not the big deal. What I'm saying here is like this game is so easy that I feel like I could just AFK it for like most of the the gameplay. And if if I just like you seen that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets the job at home and he sets the bird up and it just dunks down and hits the button he has to hit so the thing keeps going. I that think was I the get, one where he gained a bunch of weight, so he he was yes exactly qualified. I think if I got home, a yeah. faster paced one that just hit the hit the attack button on my mouse, if I just got a little bit one uh, one of those that was a little bit faster paced, I could still probably beat the game right now. That's what I'm feeling like. Because like again, I played ten or twenty hours and I don't think I've had to hit a potion. I haven't felt threatened at any given time. Um, and again, it's not like I'm playing like baby difficulty. I'm playing like normal. I said I I just left it at the default. The default is so simple as to be obnoxious. Um, so I, I was talking to my buddy at work the other day, though, and he did say that uh, this game um, scales in difficulty. And, and like, if you beat it on normal, you can go beat it on the next hard level, and you can go beat it on the next hard level, and the next hard level, and the next hard level. The thing is, like, I, the, 
But how it, many times do you want to play the game? Yeah, exactly. And the the thing is here, like, I, I don't know if I'd play this game a second time because right now, I, like, I'm playing so easy. Like, it feels like I'm beating up children. Like, children with maybe, like, a learning disability. Like, I, I feel like I'm just picking on, like, the, the game at this point. And, like, not that there's any challenge to it. It, it is fun. I do like the lore. Um, Diablo, Diablo I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. Favorites. And I'm going to remind the audience at large that you played tic-tac-toe with my five-year-old and got beat in the first round. Exactly. So, like... I get Nat down here, and she'd be like, "This game's fucking easy," you know. Uh, she'd be like, "Good GG noobs," um, and and then like you know, go and beat the game again. Um, so the short story is here. It's a very very easy game. Uh, the other thing that I don't know if I like about it is, uh, and it's been a long time since I played, but I remember Diablo uh, uh, one being fairly standard in its class system. Diablo 2, though, like, each class that you had had, like, a lot of branching, you know, sort of options. Diablo 3 just seems like um, as you hit these levels, you're going to get all this shit, and you can kind of pick and choose amongst them what you do. So <clears throat> that's another thing that feels a little bit too easy to me. Like, when you were playing Diablo 2 especially, I, I seem to recall that, like, you had to actually sort of pick character classes and... Uh, um, so you always picked your class, but you picked like a specialty within that class and you had to like, you know, spec out that tree of skills, regardless of what, you know, class you picked. Um, this one, it doesn't seem like that at all. It seems like, you know, you basically get these skills as they come, uh, um, based on what level you hit and then you can sort of pick amongst them, you know, so if you want to go like a lightning wizard, there's no real challenge to it because at whatever level you can just switch skills to that so i feel i feel like diablo 2 is probably like the penultimate diablo game to me um yep concur so here's the deal i actually picked up another game too the other day that uh i i started playing again um in that game it's even older it's even older uh as this game debuted november 23rd of 2004 here in the good old us of a it's crazy that there's still a game. So, like, this isn't going to surprise you at all when he says the name, and you already know it because we already talked about this as the Blizzard section, but it's crazy that there's a game with that kind of staying power right now. Uh, no other game, I think, can can claim that at all. Um, so, In I, fact, most games would have already just abandoned the original and, and done a sequel by this point. But uh, So, that was what I was going to say. Like, I, my argument for this, against this, is that yeah, they would, except for they'd be Blizzard games. Like StarCraft, for example. People, yeah. There's still a huge contingent of StarCraft and StarCraft 2 players, right? Um, which is absolutely insane. StarCraft like, is fun. I like the original quite it, a bit. It, yeah, um, I don't play a lot of 2, but I really like StarCraft 1, although at that point I was like, wow, this is such a WoW knockoff, and then, you know, like, or not WoW, but um, Warcraft, just Warcraft, straight yeah. up Warcraft. Warcraft is my, my, uh, my it, like, to, Warcraft to me is the my RTS of choice. Yeah, for sure. Warcraft Same. three specifically is is amazing. But I actually lived and died in like one and two. I, I and I and I think at the time when three came out, um, I didn't have a PC, so I didn't really get to play it. But I fucking loved one and two, and I played the shit out of them. And I think I played those successively. Like th- this is one of the things that I remember doing growing up. Like my my uh, uh, uncle, I lived with my aunt and uncle when I was growing up, and my uncle bought Warcraft one and played it as well. And then I got a hold of it. And I just remember being like enamored with this game. And then Warcraft 2 came out, and I was just like, oh my God, it's so much more of the same thing that I love, and beating the hell out of that game. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Warcraft 3 to me, 
Um, I loved it because I loved Warcraft 2, but I, at the time when I started playing it, there were definitely games that were out that were better. Um, not better, but more aesthetically pleasing. And yeah, that's so. Then when Warcraft three came out, it kind of had like, you know, a, a better, slightly better engine, better graphics and whatnot. So that was fun. But let's not talk about that because we're talking about World of Warcraft right now. We are, yeah. Um, now here's the thing. I got hacked. Uh, you did. <laughs> we talked kidding. about that a couple shows. Let's ago. Not make this about me. Uh, until he, later. Here's here's my thing. Um, I get in trouble for playing this game, and not for the reasons that you might think, because. Ultimately, uh, this game is not heroin to me. It it was for a long time. Um, it no longer is. Like I play it, um, and then what what I end up getting in trouble for is I will not cancel my subscription when I stop playing it, and then the wife will have our budget finalized, and then all of a sudden we're overdrawn because of fifteen dollars that she didn't realize was coming out. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel you on that one. Like it, this game, also like not heroin to me either, and I think that's because it mainly missed the time frame in my life where it could have been. Like um, in high school, uh, in particular, um, I was playing muds at that time. Like as in, like uh, the the mud of my choice was Fidar, P H I D A R, not um, Return to Zork. No, um, but no, I was playing muds at that time, and uh, uh, I played the fucking shit out of those games, and like. It's so funny to me because when somebody finally got me into uh, WoW, um, I was like, "Wow, this is this is this is a mud. This is fighter, but with with like uh, with graphics." And because it really was like the game style, everything was just like, "Let's take a let's take a lot of the different." And, you know, Fidar wasn't original in this. Um, a lot of the MUDs of that time were along similar play styles and similar things. I mean, they're text-based games, um, but, uh, you know, not really heavily dependent on graphics. And that's all WoW was, basically. It took a lot of the same gameplay, gameplay styles and, and uh, vamped on that and, you know, made something, you know, in 3D space and so, so on. Um, and so I immediately get why this game took off, because when I was in high school playing MUDs to me, like... There, uh, man, I got in so much trouble over that thing, you know, in, in, in various ways. Like, I would sneak into the computer lab at school and uh, install a telnet or, you know, figure out how to run telnet on, on a client or on a machine there so I could play those things and got in trouble for, you know, missing, you know, classes and, and for not doing my homework. And, you know, because in those days I was playing over dial up at home. It was like, oh, fucking get off the fucking phone, you know, like that whole thing. Like, it, when I got yelled at for that, it was usually because I was playing on a mud. Uh, at that point so yeah yeah um anyway, modern day wow so yeah the game has evolved definitely um compared to what it was although oh yeah this is this is a sidebar but i understand that blizzard is actually going to be launching some wow classic servers and they're gonna take it back to straight vanilla and allow players to to play on that um See, that can be fun, I think, because uh, for one there's a nostalgia factor to go around yeah. uh, for people but i think the other thing too is like I played uh, WoW, and when you logged in, almost nothing that you did was something that was I was like super familiar with, other than like having a cursory knowledge of what's going on. Because like I am ambiently aware of what's going on in the game, um, because I'm a nerd. But uh, nothing that you showed me was like something that was existent in the game when I was playing it. I know. Um, I know. That's that's the crazy piece of it is, and, and so I think that's the thing too. Like, there's just a for for if you're just starting the game, like, uh, there's a lot of other like I think Eve is probably the worst case scenario for this, which is like if you're just starting the game, um, you just need to take this uh, two year degree and uh, you'll be up to speed in no time. 
it it to me wow is one of those things where i definitely leave the game for long enough that when i come back i have to figure out how to play my characters again and usually oh, that for changes sure. uh there's abilities that don't work the same and whatnot so that's 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 kind of fun uh just starting out again but um also one of those things that's kind of annoying because you get you get a level um whatever character when they're when you're at end game and then an expansion comes out and maybe it's uh six months later before you pick that up and then finally start playing again and then they've they've revamped stuff and nerfed other things and you got to figure out what to do um legion for example came out in august of 2016 actually i thought that was last year but apparently it's august 2016 now so it'll be almost two years Mm -hmm. uh when the new expansion comes out um and I hadn't bought it. I just bought it the other day because I, I pre-ordered the new expansion that comes out, which would be the seventh one, um, in August of this year. And I, I was given uh, the Legion expansion uh, as a complimentary item for that. Uh, I, here's the thing. The way that WoW's been doing their things, though, I almost guarantee if I had waited until August and then just paid the 50 bucks for the new one, I would have already been up to Legion anyway. Like yeah. they've, been, they've been rolling that into the standard build now. So whenever the I, new I expansion comes that's, out, you that's get another the, interesting the last thing one. too. Is that like at this point, Blizzard has to realize that like if you want to play current WoW, you're not going to go back and pay the last nobody's going to buy six expansions worth of expansions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not going to pay nineteen ninety nine or whatever for the starter kit, and then they they used to do that back in the day too, though. Like not to this extent because they never had a game they expanded this many times. But you know, they used to have the battle chests, so like you can yeah. go back and buy the uh diablo like i remember i think we did actually be at, buy one of the diablo battle chests and you got like diablo one two and whatever the whatever current the expansion diablo two expansion yeah. was yeah and same thing with starcraft two starcraft one two and then whatever the current there's, expansion there's was. there's a warcraft uh battle chest as well and it's oh yeah we definitely 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 bought that one what's funny about that is is it it never dropped below 30 bucks though it was 29.99 until i think oh. they stopped putting games on cds yeah, which is another crazy thing just about like Blizzard and its staying powered. Um it's amazing to me. Like you could still like obscenely late, obscenely late in the game, you could still go find uh uh Blizzard battle chests specifically D- either Diablo 2 or um uh Warcraft in stores, like in regular stores way later than you would have thought possible. Like way 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 later. These are games that came out in like not even the 2000s i don't think i don't i'm not sure but i don't think diablo 2 came out in the 2000s and i'm pretty positive uh world uh warcraft 2 didn't i think maybe warcraft 3 did uh i could find out but i distinctly remember playing this like as a freshman so that would put it in like the 98 99 era where we were talking about diablo 2 um, and I think same thing with uh, Warcraft one and two. Warcraft three was July third of two thousand and two, so it actually came out just two years before uh, World of Warcraft launched. Yeah, but uh, like I, it seems to me, and again, entirely um, you know anecdotal, but it seems to me like you could still go find those games in regular stores by like twenty ten. Here's here's my thing. World of Warcraft to me, I always thought when it when it was first I was introduced to it was a terrible idea because I was like, I don't want to have to buy a game. And then keep paying somebody to play it. Like uh, that oh, just yeah. wasn't a model that I was I was on board with at all. Um, but then a buddy of mine got me into it, and I was playing it for a while. And then I realized just how massive that the world was even back then in the vanilla days. Um, and then with all the expansions that they've come out with since, which in fourteen years there's been seven, so it averages about one every two years. Uh, 
and and just the the server upkeep and everything else like there's very little downtime on world of warcraft like it's not like netflix where sometimes you go to lock in and it's like oh never mind try again later uh the the servers are are maintained really well and it makes sense where your monthly fee is going at that point yeah especially if you're somebody who who really has the time to dedicate to playing all the time i don't necessarily i definitely enjoy playing right now um because i haven't played it in a really long time and i'm kind of getting used to how things work again i've got some goals in mind for a couple of my different characters um and i just started a brand new class for me anyway which came out with legion in 2016 which is the demon hunter class and so i i've been running through that as well yeah i think that's the thing like um for wow in general i think the the big barrier these days is like there's not like all of the pay to play uh um sort of or like month subs subscription uh um uh more pegs uh mmorpgs have died essentially uh and basically wow's the only one that's left that is still surviving on that model and i think one of the reasons is because um blizzard really does still have a lot of weight behind that like they they, they put a lot a lot of shaft behind that arrow in terms of like the content keeps getting bigger like the game like i i kind of complimented or uh commented on this as um uh, being a little bit of a dig earlier but it's a very different game like you log in there's a whole lot more shit like uh than there were when i was playing um so i could see that the other thing too is like um community i think is a huge reason to keep playing this game and just in general and i could see like if you've been playing this game for a while like that was another thing about playing muds for me back in the day was the community behind it like i uh, especially i was on a mud with like 150 total players so you basically knew everybody and you were sort of like quasi famous like i remember there's one character and if you killed that guy you were like the guy and and when i did it was finally like holy shit, like, I, all of a sudden I was a top name on that server. And I could see that kind of being the thing with WoW, too. Well, for me, so, and I've never been really great at playing, like, specialized uh, roles. Like, for me, um, when I play a character, like, I play a warrior as my main character, but I play a fucking Fury Warrior because I'm not good at tanking. Yeah. Um, And I'm not good at healing. So, like, when I join uh, dungeons, which when I originally started playing, like, you couldn't just join a random dungeon. Like, you had to have a group of people and go into the dungeon together. Wait, um, you can do that now? Yeah, now there's a that dungeon finder. That stopped me uh, uh, a while back, too, was, like, I, you know, I just didn't know a lot of people who played, so it was hard to get into a thing. There's there's a dungeon finder now, and so you basically tell it what class you want to play, and if you're DPS, you're always going to wait longer than anybody else because you're not as in demand as a tank or a healer. Uh, but once you get in, like, you just go and do your thing, and you generally don't get shit on too much um there's still there's still guys out there that'll be like learn how to play your fucking class asshole you know as you wipe <laughs> but mm-hmm. um but that's i mean pug groups are just that they're i mean they're pug groups so i mean that's another thing too with any game of scale like it's hard to find like nice players sometimes um so yeah i mean uh, but I, I i still think it's better than the xbox live community where like i i haven't had any fucking seven-year-olds tell me how many times i fucked my mom last night you know what's weird um my son actually plays a shit ton of Fortnite. yeah um which to me like uh is a PUBG clone like i don't know how much you follow any of that but yeah yeah. uh yeah so i think one of my kids told me what Fortnite was the other day yeah Fortnite to me feels very much like a PUBG clone but everybody's so nice like he plays with the mic on and everything and like i'm listening to him and i'm like 
motherfucker you're not that nice to your family like you're not that nice to anybody i've ever seen you interact with in human life (laughs) hey Um, hey guys i understand what the goal was but if next time we go through if you could if you could make sure you heal me that'd be great guys thank you good game everybody that was so good i know we didn't win this time but next time it's gonna be us but buddies we got it right uh you're totally gonna heal me next time and i'm gonna hit those buttons like you think i should um yeah like it's weird, but uh, there was an article I ran across the other day, which was talking about specifically that, like, the Fortnite community just in general is way nicer than others. And I saw him playing and I was like, yeah, that, th- uh, yeah, that's weird, but that, th- that fits because, like, he is legit nicer. Like, this is the same kid who I'll watch play uh, uh, any different game. Like, I- I've watched this kid play Minecraft, which, another thing, Minecraft, like, of all the games you're going to get pissed off about, but oh, I've watched this hackers. kid. Yeah, where where I'm sitting there thinking like he he's gonna break that computer like he's the next time he dies he's gonna put his fucking fist through that screen and then we're gonna have to have that whole thing, uh. But no, on Fortnite he's just like yeah, oh man I died that sucks buddy it's rough and then he moves on to the next thing. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, coming from Jack especially. Yeah, <laughs> he still does have his moments though. He still does get pretty pissed off at certain things. Um, but but yeah, he, maybe it's because he's growing a little bit. But I don't know. It's it's weird. I I but just in general, I've heard that community is an is a is a nice place to play. Yeah, it it was really funny too because when I first started playing this, like I I had also just gotten the Mac within the last several weeks and whatnot um, that I've been playing around with, and my wife was like, "Wait a minute." You're not going to try and play World of Warcraft on a Mac, right? And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't be silly. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah, it's still better, um, especially because you have a much older Mac than you do have a PC. So Yeah, um, and my PC has a, has a fucking Kingpin 980. Yeah, exactly. GPU in it with a 4K monitor. So I'm like, Which you know. I, I don't think you, you could probably buy the top end spec Mac right now. Um, I don't know. iMac Pro is maybe the only one that you could spec higher than your 980. So. I might, I might buy a new Mac when they go to their ARM chips just to see what they can do. You know, I'm curious about that. Did we talk about that on the show yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. All right. Well, I, I don't know. We got anything? So, we got any more video game? So if you're anybody that isn't Eddie's wife, he's gonna start playing World of Warcraft with me pretty soon. So we'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. Uh. I, you know, I think I probably will. Um, cause it, it's kind of scratching an itch for me. Like I do like Diablo and it does have a similar play style. Diablo three to me, that's another sort of, you know, quasi dig against it is that it feels a little bit pl- like playing WoW. Um, which isn't a bad thing. It's just like, uh, it doesn't remind me as much of Diablo as it does remind me of WoW, which is kind of a strange thing. But I think, I think with WoW, I think that what you get that you don't get with Diablo 3 is really the specialized professions and, oh, like yeah. You yeah. pick your class and, and most I, th- classes there's have. There's way more depth. There's yeah. way more depth with WoW. So, but that's the thing. Like, as I was playing, I was like, man, maybe I should, maybe I should re up my sub or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like with, with Warriors, like there's, there's two, uh, three different classes of Warriors. Like you can be a, uh, protection. Uh, which is a a tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be in arms, which is also DPS, I think, but not as DPSy as the Fury Warrior. Fury Warriors are goddamn behemoths that have they like you can you can one hand two handed weapons. Yeah, as a Fury Warrior and just annihilate shit, which I have a lot of fun doing. Nice. Um, anyway, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't typically run a ton of dungeons right now because I'm trying to play through uh some quest lines for shit that i haven't actually seen yet like it's it's when i do when i re-roll a character and start from the beginning that's when i'll like as soon as i i hit dungeon worthy level 
then I start just pug grouping dungeons until like I can level because you can level up way fast that way. You can usually get, I don't know, depending on what level you are, you can you can level up in one or two dungeons versus just grinding grinding out. quests. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you start playing again though, and you want to re-roll a character from the beginning, which I think you're gonna have to. Um, I, yeah, I did mention like I got hacked a while ago, and yeah. somebody took my account, and then I just logged in earlier to check and see which uh, characters I still had, and it turns out I have zero. So I didn't lose a lot because I think my max level of character was like thirty something. Yeah. Um, but I'm upset. I'm, I'm upset. There's a so little something lost there. I'll uh, I'll probably roll a new character and and I'll grind through some of those beginning quests with you. Um, just because it's been a long time since I've rolled a new one anyway. Yeah. Um, I know, and this will be interesting maybe for you people that at, have played it at home. But uh, it used to be when you started like a couple of the factions or a couple of the races started in the same starting area. Like if you were a troll or an orc, they both started in the same, uh, starting area. Um, or if you were a a dwarf or a gnome, you started in the same starting area and that's kind of different now. Like you start out in the same basic geographic location, but like the, the trolls have their own village now where you start out and do your own starting quests. Yep. Um, same thing with the gnomes. So that's kind of fun because they were the only kind of classes that, or races that were uh, lumped together. Like, all the other ones had, like, their own yeah, part of the that continent. Too. You know? um, I think I was playing mostly uh, um, uh, Horde. Called Horde at that point. Uh, and there was a couple of classes, races yeah. that I remember, like, was basically like, yeah, whatever, you, you would get basically the same storyline, but you can maybe play a different class or something like that. So Yeah. Um, also, last piece on World of Warcraft, and I think this is all, then we'll wrap it up into something else, but one of the things to me that makes this game actually more worthwhile is I really do like the world or Warcraft mythology. Oh, so do I. I, I uh, super do. The if and, and in fact, if you play Warcraft um, from the beginning, or you could probably read a Wikipedia article, or I think there's there's actual novelizations of the story out there now that you can yeah, go to. Yeah, there definitely are. Um, it's a it's a fun story because it's. It really seems like the Horde would be the bad guys and the Alliance would be the good guys, but it really actually presents a story where both sides have valid reasons for feeling the way they do. Yeah, um, it's much more great than that. It's a lot different than a neo-Nazi march where there's good people on both sides, quote-unquote. <laughs> um, it's it's actually a fun story, and, and you do actually end up... like there's 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 reasons to be sympathetic for both factions. Oh yeah, so uh, I I love the lore behind yeah WoW and Warcraft in general. So yeah, in All fact, right. I don't know that I would have ever started playing World of Warcraft if I hadn't gotten the um, Frozen Throne expansion for Warcraft Three because it explained the whole story behind Arthas and and whatnot. yeah, that that's fair. All right, we'll pause for a second. We'll be back in a few seconds. All right, what have we even got left here? Uh, we got some WWE stuff. We've got some Lost in Space stuff. Okay, let's do let's do Lost in Space for it really quick. Um, uh, so uh, I think like the twenty third, uh, Netflix launched a Lost in Space remake. Uh, Lost in Space was of course a beloved show from a decade prior. I can't remember if I want to say eighties, but that's wrong. Seventies, sixties, maybe even sixties. Yeah, it's old. It's been around a long time. Um, the very brief backstory is that uh, Lost in Space follows the Robinson family as they journey through space uh, of course becoming lost through a variety of different means depending on which incarnation you're watching uh, there are you know of course the Robinson family that is uh, John, Maureen uh, that's mother and father 
uh penny judy and uh fucking will robinson as in danger danger will robinson uh which you know if you you probably have that part of the cultural zeitgeist in your head um and then of course dr smith who plays uh the bad guy most of the time uh and is usually a dude and then um the robot uh which is you know will robinson's uh companion um so this is ran from september 15th 1965 to march 6th 1968 perfect um so this is basically an updated version of that uh there was there's been reboots before um you might have seen like i think it was 1998's uh lost in space reboot i actually um, kind of enjoyed that movie i didn't with hate Matt it leblanc yeah i mm-hmm. i actually didn't hate it and i th- I, I found myself thinking Dude, back to it several times lacy chabert come on yes as the daughter yeah she was money yeah william hurt yeah. too i believe was in that he was he was um so yeah it's it, uh anyway updated for netflix 2018 I I really liked it. I, there's a lot of cr- criticism about it. I think there's some issues with the writing, but in general, I really liked it. I watched the whole goddamn thing yesterday. Like, um, there was only ten episodes so far, but I watched them all because they generally, I think, you know, they, something about it hooked me. Um, first off, there was the whole factor of like Lost in Space. The previous show was very campy. Um, the show was not campy. Even the movie was kind of a little bit campy-ish. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman was uh, Doctor Smith, right? Oh yeah, yep, in, you're in right. The, in the movie, yeah. Um, the, yeah. So definitely before the the show, the movie, l- ranging from super campy to a little bit campy, this show I don't feel like fits that very well. Um, so yeah, I, I, it, it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Um, there's a lot of, I don't know. There's a certain, I don't, I don't want to say grittiness because I don't want you to picture like this, like grim, dark sort of like space fantasy. Um, but there's a realism to it a little bit. Uh, I like, I like that. Yeah. There's that, that's actually almost its weakest part as well, because the realism, uh, elements to the modern show is also what breaks me out of it because there are some parts where it's like, well, you know, five seconds ago, you acknowledged the laws of physics, and now you're not. So, what are we going to do I, about that? You know, I feel I feel like Battlestar almost suffered from the same thing. A little bit. Um, oh man, this I'm looking at the 1998 one. Holy shit, dude! It, it's just like a it's like a who's like we should have got all of our 90s casting from uh the the Avengers from this. So Gary Oldman played Doctor Doctor uh, Smith. William Hurt played uh, John Robinson. Matt LeBlanc played Don West. Uh, Mimi Rogers played Maureen. Uh, still, still can see that. Heather Graham played Judy Robinson. Oh, Heather Graham was in it too. Jesus yep. Christ. Uh, Lacey Chabert played Penny. Uh, Jack Johnson, not that one, played not, Will Robinson. Not, not, not the shoeless fucking folk singer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jared Harris, um, you would immediately recognize this gentleman, played old Will Robinson, but he was in there as well. Oh, Lenny James, uh, as in, uh, he, he ironically, Morgan? yeah, he ironically played a character named Jeb Walker. Oh. Huh. Huh. That's cute. Um. Lenny James is a hell of an actor. Yeah. Anyway, um. So I liked it. The, the short story is it's not a perfectly written show. You're going to watch it. And if you're a, a little bit nerdy about most things or just, you know, have some common sense, you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. 
Um, but I think you'll enjoy it. The thing I think is you're going to be like, I hate Dr. Smith. And I think there are some reasons why you could hate her, which, which is just attributed to bad writing. But I think the other thing you're supposed to realize is you're supposed to hate her. Um, you're supposed to hate uh, Dr. Smith. They're the bad guy. Literally the bad guy. Uh, I would recommend for anybody who hasn't isn't familiar with this story or what whatnot, but I would recommend you you definitely um try watching Stargate um what's the last series they did? Uh Continuum? No. That was a movie. The last series. Oh uh, fuck. Uh what the the, the one sci-fi. I didn't like Universe. Yeah, Stargate Universe. That's it. Uh SGU. Um, <laughs> the one I didn't like. Yeah, that's the one. No, but there's there's a character that is kind of a Doctor Smith analog in it. Um Yep and eddie and i disagree on this i actually really like that show um the I just first season watching that show and thinking like guys it's it's stargate not a battle star galactica the first season was more of a slog to get through than the than the second season but uh i think they they kind of found their groove in the second season and then they canceled it and the second season ended in a cliffhanger so that was irritating yep um anyway um i'm gonna watch this yeah I- I recommend it. Like uh, again, um, it wasn't it wasn't great, but on the other hand, I did watch it in a single day, so it was enough to keep my attention for a day. So, uh, uh, I think, I, I, and I am looking forward to season two. I think there's a lot of things that they set up and did was sort of interesting, and that um, especially if you're a fan of the original show, uh, I think you'll like. The other thing of note here is that it's a Netflix thing. And you might be sitting here thinking like, oh, man, uh, it, it needs a budget and blah, blah, blah. Well, Netflix had no qualms about that. Like this show has a budget like you can. There, there's very few times where an effect or uh, something like that took me out of the show. Um, that happens a lot of the times on broadcasts, like on, on uh, broadcast shows that I still watch. That happens a lot of the times, even on other networks that where I'm, uh, I'm watching this show. Well, I thought sometimes we still find that in movies that we go see. That, that's true too there are sometimes where um and i, I don't want to say like um it's not perfect in that regard but um there were very 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 rare occasions where i was like oh yeah that's a gross effect new power rangers like movie it. was fantastically written movie but it suffered from some some bad effects ish yeah i i enjoyed the movie overall i just really didn't enjoy some of the effects um especially when they leaped the the chasm yeah, that was pretty terrible. Yeah. Pretty was, terrible. Like, it was something that I could have, like, just thrown into the fucking, like, Adobe After Effects and done here. <laughs> On your phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, Lost in Space. Go watch it, guys. Um, we've got some wrestling stuff. All right. Let's get in. Um, and then we've got a weekend, an open forum. So, um, okay. So, here's interesting news. So, the day after WrestleMania, it was announced that we were going to go to Saudi Arabia for the greatest rest or the greatest Royal Rumble is what this event is called. This is not being touted as a pay per view. This is being touted as a special event. And it will be, I believe, the first special event held on the Arabian Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there are no women's matches on this one. Um, all, you know, we did talk to you guys several months ago about Sasha Banks and, uh, Alexa Bliss making history as being the first, uh, sanctioned female performers to perform on the Arabian Peninsula. And, uh, apparently they decided once was enough. <laughs> no more of that. Thank you. Yeah. These women are too much, you know? Uh, honestly, I think part of it was political because there was definitely a, a very positive reaction from the crowd when that happened. And I think that maybe was too much. Um, if you're a, 
uh, an overly misogynistic society, you don't want your women rising to power. Nope. Uh, and, and, you know, the the more important thing is, like, if they show any skin at all, like, it, it indicates that they have some modicum of freedom, and you don't want them to have that. Well, and they didn't, though. They were full body suits. Like, the only thing that you could see was their faces and, like, their hands. Like, that was... Like everything was long sleeve, but long, like lycra long, like, and, or or like um like uh, I mean they weren't robes. robes. No, yeah. they were they were definitely lycra. Like you could see the shape of their body. Yes. Yeah. Um. D- oh, I'm getting worked up just thinking about it. <laughs> um. So then it was announced that Rusev was going to be taking on the Undertaker in a casket match at this greatest Royal Rumble. And then within days, it was announced that, no, Rusev won't be doing it. It will be Chris Jericho. Um, yay, Chris Jericho. Yay. Um, no, I was really happy about that. And then just today, it's been announced that Rusev is back in. So we don't know why. Chris Jericho was originally slated to be part of the 50-man rumble <clears throat> that will be taking place. I got nothing on this one. Um, the speculation at this time is that he's still involved in that. Um, but I don't know that... Rusev versus Undertaker draws money as much as Undertaker versus Chris Jericho. So would. it's an interesting play for me because on the one hand, it's like, well, you'd think Jericho at this point, like, like I'd show up for Jericho. It doesn't really yeah. matter what the story of the matches. Like if, if people I mean, are I'm just not like, going to make a trip to Saudi Arabia to do it. But. No, that's true. Um, but on the other hand, Rusev has got a following now. And he does. I, it's weird that I'm saying this, but like it's Rusev Day every day, folks. He every does. Day, but anybody that day. goes into this match thinking that Rusev is going to go over on the Undertaker in, in a casket match, though, is out of their mind. Oh yeah, you're fucking crazy. Like I, I don't care where they're having it. Um, if they were having it in in Russia, they'd still bury Rusev, like figuratively and literally. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's interesting news this week. We'll keep anybody apprised on what's going on as as news progresses uh we might even tweet about it um yeah someday other big piece of wrestling news is uh so everybody that watched wrestlemania in 2017 knows that john cena uh took up 20 minutes of pay-per-view time to propose to his wife or fiance nikki um nikki bella nikki bella Bella yes um and apparently they broke up like yesterday or some shit (laughs) <laughs> and you, if you're going back and thinking like, well, that was a weird spot for WrestleMania. Well, now you're probably not thinking that any less. <laughs> um, it's pretty strange. Uh, John Cena has always kind of been anti-marriage and whatnot. In fact, there was a big story arc on that on Total Divas, I believe, or Total Bellas, one of those shows on the E Network. Yep, whatever. Um, and John Cena said that no, Nikki is the one. Like he's a changed man since he met her. Blah blah blah. Um, the unfortunate fortunate reality is that john cena does occasionally have a hard time acknowledging that people exist that aren't him <laughs> you know it must be hard because every day i walk around and i think like maybe i'm john cena right now and i just don't know it yeah like nobody seems to see me like i just if i walk over here will people see me and then i'm like oh shit it's happening again i'm john cena uh so it, it does kind of seem like maybe he proposed and the zebra changed its stripes for a little while and then all of a sudden it was a zebra again I think maybe uh, is what it feels I like. I don't me. know. I, I know nothing about any of this. I just thought this was interesting because it was enough to warrant a like a WrestleMania proposal, but not, you know, they, they didn't make it to the finish line here. Like, and, and when I say finish line, like I'm thinking finish line, like me and my wife, the finish line is like one of us is going to fucking die. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably the same for you. Like the finish line for us is like, uh, not like, oh yeah, when we, you know, get the kids off to college or something like that. It's like, 
you know, we're out of this when one of us fucking dies. Um, well, and, I mean, and here we we, we didn't the deal get to with a, this is I just reported that Nikki Bella is now single, so. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of great memes coming out of this. Uh, Dolph Ziggler cashing in. There was another meme about you know Daniel Bryan having like more more uh, uh, <clears throat> ring entrance. Uh, um, oh, sister wives. Yeah. What do they call him? Uh, what do they call him? Like the valet. The, yeah. Another valet. Um, so yeah, Daniel Bryan came out on top on this one. Um, he he is the yes man. That's how it comes out, uh, I guess, for the WWE. Yeah, no, nobody likes to see people break up. I think it's kind of shitty, um, and especially it, it especially it's bummer, if it's but... if it's for the reasons that that are being reported. And I guess nobody probably knows factually because the only thing we've heard are insider sources, quote unquote. Um, I don't think Nikki has come out necessarily and buried John, um, and John definitely hasn't really been vocal about it either. Um, yeah, know, nobody knows anything. He's off making Bumblebee and whatnot. So yeah, basically, it's just like Nikki. I'm sorry, but. But they I, were supposed to get married in like a I couple love the of robot. weeks. I love so, the robot. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> maybe he took that new Chili Pepper song a little bit to heart. Yep. I think that's what happened. I think I think that that's definitely what happened. Nick, uh, John was like, um, Nikki, I'm sorry. Look, I'd like to be with you. You're hot and all, but you don't have... But you're uh, organic. You're, you're organic. Uh, you don't have as many articulating parts uh, uh, or orifices as as uh the robot does and that's how this ended i think it's a it's a tragic story but a, a common one happens all the time um yeah i think i think this is a good excuse for anybody who uh wants to know maybe what kind of lover john cena is uh to go watch the movie train wreck starring amy schumer and john cena <laughs> All right. Um, we got anything else? I, I'm 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 tapped out. I got nothing. Um, I got concert news. Concert news. Okay, do it. So we're gonna talk about concerts a little bit. Um, I'm going to a few. Okay. Uh, I I got one on my docket. I got I got a Foo Fighters concert coming up eventually. Oh, oh don't lie. You're going to see Panic at the Disco too. Oh shit, dude! I am going to see Panic at the Disco. My darling wife uh, decided to buy the family tickets for that because my daughter's obsessed. Since somebody's fucking daughter. Yeah. Yeah, Your okay. daughter listens to the show sometimes. It's a surprise. Oh, I just ruined that. Let's <laughs> mark her that right there. Let's out. let's go ahead and have you mark her that out. Yeah. Uh <laughs> she shouldn't. If you're listening, Ellie, don't. Don't listen to the show. But <laughs> um <laughs> but I know that you have because I've heard it yep. coming out of your devices. Um anyway. Uh I think that's more performance art. She's just like, oh, my dad has a podcast. Never, never mind the fact that my dad's. She, she also has a real, realistic like. My dad has a podcast that nobody listens to. Yeah, um, just she says that part quiet. So Eddie's going to see the Foo Fighters in September. I'm thinking about buying a ticket and making him drive me up there too. Do it, do um, it, do it, do it. Uh, I also bought tickets or a ticket, a lawn ticket to go see Pain in the Grass at the White River Amphitheater up by Seattle. Um, which is Allison Chains, Bush, The Cult, and a couple other bands. I kind of want to do that one too. Here's the I deal: think even the wife would want to go see that. Um, I know. I just told her that I was going to make you buy a ticket, and that we, would, you and I, were going to go together, and she didn't like cry or anything. So I think that's the plan. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I mean, she was a very big Bush fan back in the day. Here's the deal: she can go, but she has to drive. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think I think if you put the two of us in a room, that's sort of any knowledge like precursor. Like I don't drive places. I don't like to, so it's just one of those things. Yeah. Uh but um So I'm gonna go see that. I'm also what am I what else? I'm I bought tickets to go see Counting Crows, um, as well as the band Live. 
uh, some doing that. Tell me about that. Yeah. I don't care about that one as much, but I do. Pain in the Grass sounds like my jam. Pain in the Grass is definitely going to be fun. Um, I bought tickets because a buddy of mine that I ran into yesterday was like, hey, me and this other friend of ours are going to go do this. You want to? And I was like, yeah. So I bought a ticket. And I was like, hey, can I catch a ride with you? And he was like, yeah, but we're going to go to Fairy Worlds mm-hmm. on Friday on the way up. And we're camping there. And I was like, oh, no problem. I can do that, too. And then I looked at ticket prices of Fairy Worlds. And I'm not paying $110 to go to something I wasn't going to go to already. What's a, what's a Fairy Worlds? It's, like, it's that like, sounds like a gay It's club. like a neo-pagan Ren fair kind of thing. Oh, that sounds fun. It does but sound kind of fun, but I wasn't planning on going. They should call it something else. And because I don't want to spend that much money to do it. So, I'm just saying, like, I think if I hit the Grinder app right now. Uh, I know what that is, but no, I'm not there. Yeah, I think I think I would I think I would find that like being a, like a that would be like a subreddit, except for not Reddit, but you know you know you get what I'm saying. You get yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I definitely feel like um, maybe if you and I went up there, um, then we could just hook up with those guys and and then that, that also not a grinder reference, but yeah, uh, <laughs> somehow that's less gay. Enjoy, yeah, enjoy the show. Uh, I've seen Alice in Chains before, and I absolutely thought they were amazing. Um, even, I have even with the new lead singer. I I was gonna say I haven't seen Alice in Chains proper, um, which is dimin- diminutive, but diminutive. But I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not taking it back. Uh, but I have seen Alice in Chains, uh, and it was actually really early in the day uh, when they first, you know, basically got the new lead singer and actually started going on the road again so that was a long long fucking time ago and i'm interested because um you seen the current lineup i, I think so did you go to the armory in salem no oh. okay so has, say, the, I was at that show. has the has the singer changed since um like they got him no i mean the only singer they've had since lane staley yeah exactly yeah yeah no he's he's the same guy yeah um i saw them at rock fest and i want to say that's right, they did play Rock Fest one year. Yeah, and I don't remember what year it was, but they were also there with Disturbed, which is another cool, cool. That was that was a cool. Jam. I really enjoyed Disturbed. I saw them uh, at Ozfest one year with, uh, fuck, uh, System of Down, who sucked, by the way. Mm. Um, yeah, Disturbed and, is on like my like I like them okay bands, but they were really good live. Uh, dude, live they were amazing. Um, they were super respectful as well as just they put on a great show yeah they, they seem like consummate professionals and they they do put on a great show yeah and i believe that was the year that ozzy headlined that was 2006 so it was ozzy doing his solo stuff with zach wilde and whatnot nice um which also i think was the same year that black label headlined the second stage at ozfest so zach was pulling double duty that year um, I also saw the original lineup of Black Sabbath in 2005 when they headlined, and that was the year that Iron Maiden uh, played immediately before them, and Iron Maiden stole the show. Yeah, I, um, I imagine that would be the case. I would recommend anybody that has the opportunity to go see Iron Maiden, uh, just fucking do it, because it's amazing. Then um, who knows how long Bruce is going to be around. Yeah. Uh, although he's very spry for someone of his advanced age. Um, so music... Yeah, that's that's what we do. Um, I listened to one of Pink's newest records yesterday. The words, okay, we're playing a game here now. Uh, these are words I never thought I would hear on the whatever podcast. Uh, okay, follow up. I got mine. I got mine. Uh, man, the color gamut and uh, Man of Steel was amazing. It really covered the whole spectrum. Uh, yeah, but see, you're being <laughs> dishonest. <laughs> Um, uh, no, I actually that was a joke. did listen that was to a that joke. record, uh, really? not because I cared to, but because my daughters and wife conspired <clears throat> against me while I was stuck in a car with them yesterday. So, 
Yeah, I I feel you on that one. Like if you like, that's the story of how I got Panic at the Disco tickets. I decided I wasn't going to that, so I didn't. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't get a chance because I just got a ticket bought for me, and like there was a series of texts. So like I was at work and I was busy, and then like I at some point I stopped and I looked at my phone and it was like, hey, hey, are you there? Hey, I need to buy these tickets right now because your daughter really wants to go. Uh, I need to buy them. Uh, hey, uh, I'm going to buy these tickets in like five minutes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And like three more texts like that. And then finally like, hey, I bought the tickets. And I'm looking at them and just like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. And then I, I, and then I walked and in and then I walked into your store during lunch and I was like, hey, guess what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My kids are going to panic at the disco and apparently you're chaperoning because that's how the situations worked out. Yeah. My wife's gone, so yeah, I'm not. It's um, good. Somebody not. needs to be a reasonable adult at that thing. I I don't like them at all. I you know I like the first album. Maybe I'd like the second one. Haven't listened to it, but the new stuff I fucking hate. Uh, I really fucking hate it. I don't like it. Like my kids all seem to be like glomming on to the new stuff, and like they 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 like they tell the 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 um Alexa tube thingy play it all the time and and like i'm just like no maybe we could not maybe we just don't do that what if we just you know we could play other music you know what there is there's other music why don't we listen to the thong song again because that's like way better thong the thong 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 yeah. uh shaggy apparently makes music again these days so who knows on, on purpose uh he did an amazing uh donald trump impression in one of his latest videos nice if you ever looked at facebook you'd know that david tagged you in that video Nope, I don't. I don't go there. Ooh, Facebook. Yep, follow up Facebook. We, we can talk about the Zuckerberg hearing a little bit. Yes, uh, Zuckerbot 2000 uh, did not do the greatest job at the thing. Uh, no, but neither did the Congress. Office, neither, <laughs> neither did Congress. Um, so it, it's going to surprise everybody listening, but you know, Congress is a little out of touch when it can. They're kind of technology old, matters. It, it turns matters. out, yeah. And maybe there's a reason there should be term limits in Congress. I guess. Uh, yeah, lots of dumb questions coming from their side, and some equally dumb answers coming from Zuck's side. Um, so here's the thing I don't get. Here's the thing I don't get from the dumb question side. So you're a congressman, and you're like, I need to ask one of the. Uh, leaders in the you know the big there's like five big technology companies right now and facebook is definitely one of facebook them. owns all of them so no 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 no, no. they <laughs> they don't and in fact like the really the big the big fish in the pond is apple apple could literally just like wave its fingers and buy any of the other fishes right now but uh, facebook is like one of the the big yeah. the premier technology i mean you got apple facebook google amazon and uh microsoft disney yeah, Disney, I guess not, they're not, not a tech technology company, company but they're um, not Pixar though. So you got one of these big technology companies coming at you, and you're like, um, "I need to ask this guy questions." And so here's the thing: um, the the questions a lot of the times. So first off, there were very good questions in there, but some of them were along the lines of like, "Mark Zuckerberg, I deleted a post two years ago uh, when I accidentally posted a picture of my dick. Uh, why is that still on the internet?" Um, they're along those levels of like, no, that's not like, look, look. And, and, and what the hell do chocolate chip cookies have to do with my internet browsing? 
Exactly. So the, the, like it's along that lines of like um internet like they don't know what's going on enough to even be you know, like some of them definitely didn't know what room they were in 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 terms of like what question they should ask and some of them were like basically looking like for like help with their VCR which was a little sad because like the, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook in general deserve to be fucking grilled just grilled until they're you know blackened and raw uh, um, about the shit that Facebook's been up to for the last couple of ever. Uh, and, and instead, instead, you had the one senator, and I don't remember which one it was that asked, but he was just like, "But, but you offer the service, and and you don't charge for the service, and 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 well, how do you expect to make any money?" Yes, because apparently we're not familiar with the advertising advertising model of you know, like basically all of the big internet companies yeah. right now. Um, yeah, so. That part was disappointing, but the other thing too was like I feel like that senator is going to be played by Kate McKinnon on next week's episode of Saturday Night Live. That could be. Um, the other thing too I want to bring up is that um, you know, I, I'm very happy. Like at the whatever show, um, we've got to support a lot of different movements. Um, I think Matt and I can both agree we're in favor of gay rights. Um, you know, we we acknowledge trans people as you know say like people. Right. Um, right. Right. Yeah, that's important. I think race, um, race, racism is stupid. Yeah, we, we, as many dumb it, jokes it, as we made this yeah. evening. Um, Maybe this wasn't the best example, uh, but, no, but not really a good and truly example, how but, we feel is is that um, all people deserve to be treated equally regardless of race. Yeah, exactly. We're not really on the... But, you know, I think now it's time. I think we should get on board because uh, I think it's time we need to acknowledge the lizard people. Um, look, they're just lizard people. Uh, like Mark Zuckerberg, they're just they're wearing they're wearing human skin. I don't know if Zuck's skin was even human to start with. I I, I mean I just they're wearing a very they're wearing a very convincing. It's a prosthesis. Uh, it's a little uncanny valley. Like they're wearing a little you know they're wearing a skin. It's like Westworld, but with a lizard Look, person inside. So the thing is, fucking Zuckerberg identifies as human, and I think we as a people need to come together and acknowledge that that he identifies as a human and we just need to treat him like a Let human. Let him use his restroom. It's exactly. Fine. Whatever restroom is fine. If he, if he if he's like I am, I was, I, you know, that thing, we need to just be like, yeah, Zuck, take that's take cool. The Freddy, no lizard you people got it. off the executive washroom at Facebook headquarters. I mean, definitely that's not a, that's not like that that washroom wouldn't get any use. It's like, not very PC. No, they just if if uh they had a no lizard people policy at, at Facebook executive headquarters, that's not a, that's not a bathroom that gets any use. I'm just saying, like that bat. You know what? That bathroom actually at Facebook, the executive bathroom, that bathroom is designed for lizard people. Have you have you seen but not regular urinals and stuff like that? It's have you got seen like the a, gif? Like a, the gif of the sir we sell ads where he smirks afterward and then immediately goes back to straight face and it shows like. It's like an old school, like '90s the Mac smile style with the slider. With, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I sent you that. <laughs> Did you send me that? That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Um. So the thing is, anyway, it, it's look, guys, it's 2018. And look, I, I, you know, I feel a little bit bad because I'm, I'm drawing a little attention to it now. But I think the thing is, like, we can't just keep singling out the lizard people. Like, we just need to let the lizard people live their lives uh, and, you know, moisturize occasionally. Like, and if that's the, that's the sacrifice I have to make as a, you know, human person. If it's where, a cold day and you have a warm rock in your front yard, let them crawl up on it. For sure. Like, and if, like, if I'm out in a restaurant and they got to turn up the humidity a little bit to cater to the lizard people audience, like, 
I get that. That's I'm always a little fine. chilly anyway. That is it's fine. fine. It's it, I'm a little chilly. Um, you know, it it only creeped me out a little bit when Zuckerberg's eyes like closed horizontally, like when he did the little like <gasps> lizard, you know, like when his eyes closed horizontally. Like, uh, oh but, yeah, I forgot which direction to blink. Sorry. Look, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, I did. I couldn't even tell for a little bit that he wasn't like like it, to me. He seemed human most of the time uh anyway stretching this joke a little bit yet yeah a little bit i do I, it is funny though because i think like it really seemed like we got zuckertron 2000 and uh, 1000 probably but yeah like he was sitting at facebook hq the whole time looking looking at the at congress through his robot eyes oh yeah for sure <laughs> i just i don't know like there was a little tiny alien creature inside of the thing that's like exactly like controlling that side or like trying to smile oh and off that was smooth nobody noticed right it's weird because i was watching zuck testify in front of congress and i was really thinking man if there's any moment where uh we get a replay a scene from batman versus superman i really hope it's this one (laughs) (laughs) oh that's dark but i'm on board um yeah okay uh let's just, just let's get rid of congress get rid of zuckerberg yeah <laughs> and we're, we're probably yeah. fine after that let's okay let's leave this scene with the fact that uh zuckerberg and his executive team are gross they're just terrible people just all of them bad uh facebook's business model in and of itself is bad there's nothing like, there hasn't been a time since the inception of facebook where they haven't been involved in some you know um just absolute amoral uh um you know scandal uh especially concerning your privacy like facebook is bad like just we need to all understand that like we talked about this in the last show but like firefox mozilla has released an extension which basically feeds treats uh um facebook like malware because it kind of is like that's the thing it kind of is malware at this point it's in your life whether you want it to be or not uh so yeah we need to basically hold uh facebook with with the the gloves on we need to we need to put the gloves on facebook and handle it very carefully as if it were like a radioactive isotope because it kind of is it's kind of going to give you cancer if you let it you know yeah um and one more thing that we'd have to do before we end the show tonight is we have to thank one final sponsor and that is attorney mark cohen um if you have committed adultery with either a prostitute a stripper or a porn star you need to call Mark Cohen now because he can pay them off for you. Yeah, look, you know, it's it's very it's personal to me because uh the other day I was banging a transgender uh prostitute and uh filming or lady it. boy as we like to call them. Yeah, I mean it depends. Like uh, I, the nomenclature, you know, I, I don't want to be insensitive. Um <laughs> So, uh, you know, like, I, I was doing that on film, of course, because that's how I roll. Like, I like to get off on, like, just being dominated. And you know what? Cohen was right there for me. He was just like, you know what? I'm going to pay your, 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 uh, uh, gentleman slash lady friend, uh, here. And then they'll just not pay attention to you anymore. Uh, you know, I'm going to give him a lot of money and it's fine. Uh, you know, and so what, you know, what made me feel like comfortable about that is like, I'm like, I'm I'm one of f- four clients now. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm in. You're the, up there with the likes of, uh, one Donald J. Trump. Exactly, Donald J. Trump. Sean like Sean Hannity, Stormy, Stormy Daniels, Sean yeah. Hannity. Yeah. Um, and then some other guy who I, I don't remember. But yeah, I don't either. But that that was not important for this joke. Sean Hannity, though, like he is also like you know like super into feet and thanks to Cohen, 
Like, he doesn't have to deal with that getting publicized. Oh, wait a second. Oops. Somebody, Oops. somebody maybe, you know, it's not Cohen's fault, though. But yeah, somebody maybe dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. So we got that going for us. Um, we also have former director of the FBI um, telling people, you know what? I'd like to believe that Donald Trump wasn't in Moscow getting pissed on by Russian prostitutes, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, OK. So first off. This whole thing was a little bit like if you were, say, like a freshman in high school, like that, that felt a little bit like that. On the other hand, like also Comey, like, don't get me wrong. I, I like I'm not necessarily against any of his message here, but like, look, if you're going to use Comey as your guiding star, he kind of already fucked this up a little bit. Like he kind of already wrecked an election. Like, my, no, my, thing, just... my thing about Comey is, is that Comey uh, probably did deserve to be fired, uh, but for other reasons other than what trump fired him See, for i don't know that he deserved to be fired but i just think like if we're all turning to comey like okay comey you're our moral center tell us what we should think about this situation it's very complex and um it's like fuck it i don't know <laughs> and comey's like well i do have a I have an amazing track record um as you know in the 2017 election or 2016 elections i ignored the fact uh, publicly that donald trump was being investigated due to russian collusion and blah 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 and instead i decided to publicize and a very un um uh, um uh vocally denounce uh hillary clinton as a candidate um uh because she was under investigation for the email scandal uh so yeah definitely you should trust me as a moral century for this country because i i definitely ignored the gigantic gigantic huge mega ultra wide the, threat the, the giant comrade in the room yeah and, and so i i definitely didn't pay enough attention to that but i did give a lot of very public very uh election shifting weight to the fact that um uh hillary doesn't know how to handle her emails i mean let's 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 get something straight right now uh if anything killed the election for hillary it wasn't comey though it was the fact that there was a uh, clear and outright collusion between her and the dnc to house bernie so that she lost uh, no, so I much mean, credibility like, from that it's not even funny she did but like that's not i think the straw i think the straw definitely comes in a lot of different factors and i don't think that was it so like if if it were like this wouldn't have been a thing we would be talking about you know that that would have been a thing that would have been over in say like uh april or mar or april or may of 2016 not you know say like november i just uh i don't know i i just it, to me like the thing that i took away from that the most was just like yeah here's the thing um he's a scumbag yeah like they're really like it, i expected a lot more beating around the bush i kind of you know i wasn't ex exactly hoping for as much you know that's the thing they beat around the bush a little bit too much with this interview i was expecting comey to be like yeah i saw the p tape peed right all on him just all up in there uh he opened his mouth and everything it I was think that's probably one of those gotta buy the book kind of things though i i think maybe it was like like that would be funny like comey's like hey so the thing is like donald trump walks into the room and there's a couple of russian prostitutes in there and their beds all laid out and what we'll happens find next? Out what happens find out just 1995 amazon.com you can buy my book and that's james comey p tape and some other stuff uh dot com um etc <laughs> Jane James call me I saw the P tape yeah dot com that's right you can call me James I saw the P tape comey dot com dot comey um, and we did talk about a couple weeks ago how we weren't going to talk about this stuff as much and I think we've been doing a pretty good job but this week this week has been particularly tumultuous it's and it's the thing it's the thing like uh so like if you just like I, I was I was I saw a gif earlier today and it was somebody like being like 
I, let me just review all of the Trump scandals. And it was like a gif. I can't remember exactly what from, but it, it was, they were they were they're just holding the ultimate tome, like this book that's like the size of this table in front of us, like this this gigantic conference table. Um, that that's just like you know three feet tall book, you know page after page. And they were like, yeah, that's the one. Um, you know, so like, yeah, I, we we can't. I, I don't think we can ever talk about it again because I'm not going to be able to do that. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. All right, let's let's uh let's wrap this up. Um, you know, Facebook is terrible. Um, but if you're still on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash whatever you show and you can like our page and buzz up whatever the fuck shit. Uh hey, you know, we only we don't pay the Russians enough, so we need your help. Um give the, us some uh give us some Facebook juice. The other thing that you can do though, um, which is find the original posts that just get cross posted, um, is go to Twitter. Uh, you can find us at whatever show on Twitter. Um, yeah. That's where we post things first. Yep. And if you're into the whole email shenanigans, you can go to questions at whatever.co and you can uh, uh, follow us and, you know, send us questions and whatever. Can't really follow us. That that was the thing I said, but I didn't mean. You can send us questions and you can send us feedback and all that kind of stuff at questions at whatever.co. The other thing, too, is if you're Casper and you, like, owe us money now, um, Casper, you can send that that sweet, fat, juicy check to uh, sponsors at whatever. Nope, nope. Just, just sponsor. Fucking sponsor. Sponsor. Sponsor um, at that whatever. Goes, that goes for you, too, Sherry's Berries. So why don't we just set up an alias so we got both? I mean, we could, but that just would require do that. me to log in and do something. <laughs> do that, because we've been saying sponsors for like fucking a hundred. We probably five episodes we probably missed Reebok. That's probably they, they probably been trying to reach out through that. Some guy at Reebok address. was like, "Yes, yes, we need this. We need this. This is the this is what we need to get the Reebok brand uh back on the road. Uh, we got to get the whatever you show. Uh, man, they won't answer my emails. This is so sad. What do we do? Yeah. Um, and for sure, hit us up on Twitter if you feel like you want to see us do this show live you know i think we it's a kind of an inevitability we have to do it live at some point and when i say live i just mean maybe we need to make our wives sit on the couch and watch us i think that's a little weird i think you know what i think that's probably the most hostile crowd we can imagine yeah, so probably the that. least weird thing we've ever made our wives sit on the couch and watch us do <laughs> <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen see you next week later